Coming up on today's show, we are going to talk a little news. We have an Every Ride Challenge coming up this week. We have Rise of the Resistance coming up, and Disney Plus is the hottest thing going. That's coming up next on Traveling with a Mouse. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 246. I am your host for this week. My name is John, and I am joined, as always, by Adam. What's up, everybody? And by Jason. Hello, everyone. Jason, the parkeology expert. Yeah, that's me, parkeology expert. Been that way for two months. I totally have been. Been milking it, <laughs> you know. I introduce myself as the parkeology expert when I'm checking out at the supermarket. I have to go to different supermarkets every week because I'm slowly getting banned. Okay. Like, you're weird. We don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, please stop coming to Publix. Uh, thank you. We don't want your kind here. You have to wait outside. He started turning grocery shopping into a challenge. Yeah. yeah. That actually was a show growing up. Did you guys watch that game show? Yeah, Supermarket Sweep. Yeah, Supermarket, supermarket sweep. sweep. Next time you're at the supermarket and you hear the beep. Think of all the fun you could have on Supermarket Sweep. That's right. I mean, they kind of do something, not really the Supermarket Sweep, but they do something kind of like that now with Guy Fieri, right? Don't they? Like he has a show where you have yeah, to go I get ingredients and stuff. It's, yeah. You remember the Supermarket Sweep when they would have like the final round and you could just yes. take home whatever you could fit and you would always criticize the people for their choices? Yeah, like oh, yeah. some people would go for the diapers first. Others would go for like the hams or the meats then there would be the one guy that was last and he had no time and everything was gone so he just got like bottles of soda or something yeah <laughs> he was like screwed wow anyway. <laughs> well that's how we started this episode off of maybe supermarket sweep will make it to disney plus one day that'd be great well, i'm gonna put that in as a request right now yeah. Can you we acquire got... supermarket sweep please i think like, we got the, the disney connection in with guy yes. fiari so Oh, yeah, guy. Chicken guy. With chicken guy. So let's do Super Monkey Sweep at Chicken Guy in Disney Springs? Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't really make sense. All right. No, not at all. Although, you could make some heavy money uh, going to the World of Disney Store, just loading up. If you had a cart, you can just load up whatever you wanted to. What would you go for first? The, uh, what kind of merch would be the most expensive? Hmm. Just get, get all, get all the... Alex and Ani bracelets and just resell those things. Oh, there you go. Let's go to the jewelry store. I have no idea what would be considered the most valuable right now. It changes so frequently, it seems like. If so. you could just run through Disney Springs and you had like five minutes and you had to run and grab whatever you could, Good where Lord. would you go? All right. If you, have, if you have five minutes to run through Disney Springs and grab whatever you want, do you, which garage do you start from? You start from the Lime Garage. Lime Garage escalators. every day. Always start from Lime. Lime Garage, best garage. Lime is the best garage? Yeah, Lime Garage is the best garage. All other garages are inferior. <laughs> okay. What if you had to start at Grapefruit? Ooh. You really had a long run. Yeah, I was trying to think. That's if you finish, if you start in third place, you have to start at Grapefruit. <laughs> I really can't remember. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So if you're in first place after the round robin. I really can't remember right off the top of my head by the names, which one's where. That's that's the weird part. Lime Garage is right there in the middle 
around Polite Pig. Right, and right, by all Uniglow that. and all that. Yeah. Well, so maybe I would run from Lime Garage right to guest services and just, like, get a ton of annual passes for everybody. Sure. Yeah, I guess you could do that. <laughs> if you could grab whatever you wanted to, sure. Yeah, just buy, like, annual sense. passes for everybody. Boom, I w- done. I wouldn't go to Uniqlo because everything's too reasonably priced there for... Yeah. I guess you could swing by Toomey, pick up a big, expensive suitcase, and then roll that sucker into the next store and just load it up. <laughs> yeah, if, if you didn't have anything but your hands to whatever you could carry on you. Anyways, what what do, what do we want to talk about today? <laughs> what news related to actual Disney is out there? You're right. I kind of want to talk about, did you guys see the Imagineering episode, Imagineering story episode this past week? I, I sure did. Yes. The hit or miss. What did you This episode think? was hit or miss, I believe. <laughs> so it's appropriately titled. Yeah, I, I mentioned that to Adam. I thought it was the most disorganized episode they've done so far. Yeah. They, it's like they ran through it. They did. I was happy that they were honest about yeah. the fact that they sort of cheaped out on a lot of stuff. Right. Minus Tokyo, which yeah. was not funded by Disney. Eisner kind of went into his shell after Frank, Frank Wells. Wells died and he got conservative. Yep. And I think that it was good to have him there to sort of talk about it, even though he went from like one episode of Imagineering as he went from hero to villain, basically. Yeah, Uh, very quickly. Very quickly. I thought it was a good episode for me, though, to sort of just hear the story and narrative because I didn't know some of that stuff. I think they skipped over, not skipped over Animal Kingdom, but they could have spent a lot more time on Animal Kingdom than they did. I thought they... I was thinking, you know, they had some headline attractions really in there that they just totally like ignored as far yeah. as like their development. Say Tower of Terror, for instance, Test Track. Test Track was an interesting one in the sense of how long it took to actually make it operational. I would have liked to have seen a little more into more than do a little more into that. Maybe they'll do that into something, some other different show. Maybe. I would like to see them do a show that's like this is how this attraction, like this is the story of this attraction, so to speak. Like they, they could make it probably. 20 minute half hour oh, yeah. episode of they something could like they do, do an episode on a lot, yeah. of, a lot of them, yeah. So, just how big of a halo are they going to end up putting on Bob Iger whenever they get to him? Ugh. We're getting nearing the, his transition from hero to villain. Right. Well, he's uh, <laughs> still signing the paychecks right now, so I don't think yeah. they're going to. Yeah, I said we're nearing it. I, I felt there was that one guy, I can't remember who he was, but uh, I think was he like president of Disneyland or something during yeah. the like, worst five years of the company, and he was like brave Paul enough Fressler. to come on and talk about it. Yeah, that guy. And, you know, he came on and talked about it. It was like, really, though? It was brave of you, even though that was like the worst tenure of anybody. Well, I think the difference right now is there's no... Uh, there's no Roy E. to uh, stage a coup <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> so, isn't like there was isn't Iger then. leaving though? Yeah, he's going to leave by choice at some right. point. He keeps extending. So he it. says, right? Just like the emperor kept extending his uh, Palpatine <laughs> kept extending his uh, well past yeah. his elect- elected uh, time frame. Yeah, I, I don't mean, again, when Iger first came in, of course I was big on him and everything. I'm not as big a fan as I once was because I just feel like his decisions, I don't know how much of it is his decision, but I mean, a lot of the stuff that's come up lately, I mean, it's not so great in my yeah. opinion. 
But, I mean, there's been good stuff, too, of course. Just like Eisner, there was good stuff with the bad stuff. It's a matter of which well, one's going to win out. You can't argue with his business decisions. The acquisitions have been humongous for the yeah. bottom line, but as far as creativity goes, it's not been necessarily the – it's been good. It's improved. Does it, but does it really – Here's the thing, though. Is it really making you a good business person if you just know how to manipulate each quarter to make it the bottom line look better? That's the definition in America of a good business person nowadays. Right. Eisner started that trend, and Iger. Well, I took what a, did he? Took what moves did he make that? What moves did he make that were like manipulating quarter to quarter, though? Well, I, I mean, don't they know. They didn't go into it. Granular, but as far as like you know, he made things a lot more expensive and made the company make a lot more money. So he visited the parks besides when the NBA experience just comes up. Well, apparently he'll be there for rise of the resistance. I'm sure he's there for like the ribbon cutting stuff, but he's not like in the parks talking with people like, but that's, I've been watching Josh tomorrow's the new head of Disney world and uh, his social media. He's all over the place. I love it. It's great. Like he's talking with people, he's hanging out with cast members, getting to know everybody. I think it's phenomenal. So I'm excited that he's back at Disney I World. Just, well, back on the episode itself, though, I just feel like they rushed through it to a degree. Like they started with the cruise line stuff, and I thought they could have spent a little more time on that. But agreed, yeah. That and uh, Animal Kingdom, I just felt like you know, it was nice to hear Joe Rody do the opener and. Yeah. Talking more, it was more Joe Rody stuff. But again, they didn't. Maybe they're going to talk about Everest in the next episode, but they didn't talk about that, you know. And did you see the uh, the one picture of Joe Rody when he was much younger before he put all the earrings in his ear? <laughs> yeah, probably before he was allowed to do that. Like <laughs> once you yeah. once you reach What's a certain the- level of success, you can wear whatever you want. He could come to work naked now if he wanted to, and they would not care. <laughs> okay. How does he decide when he gets a new earring, an additional one in the ear? Like, is it? It's like an accomplishment. Like every attraction he, <laughs> he designs. It's like whenever he gets an he gets an accomplishment, he gets a new earring. I saw what he he said that someone was asking him on Twitter really recently, actually, and he was explaining that it was he started in 1987 doing that, and it was visiting a country for the first time. He typically would find a something. And add it to his earring collection. So he just added on until his earlobe dropped down to like his shoulder. <laughs> and, <laughs> and now he's got like a gajillion things, obviously. So so could you imagine like if he takes those out, like what it looks like? Like if you see him without the earrings in. Yeah, that's why he probably won't ever take it out. <laughs> it probably look pretty bad. <laughs> Yeah, everyone knows who he is, partially because of his Very looks. signature, so. yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So shall we move on to Mandalorian? Are we going to do a spoiler review of episode four of Mandalorian? The I mean, chapter four. I don't right? know about you guys, but each, each episode, to me, just gets better than the previous. That's the way I feel. But I enjoyed the episode. My wife has been watching it. She thought this was the weakest, but she said there was too much action and not enough plot on this one. There's been a lot of action in all of them, though. I know. <laughs> this one was, uh, I thought this one was pretty good. Although, it felt like an interlude episode in a sense. Like, we didn't really learn too much new, I don't feel like, about 
the two main characters. Well, this one, this episode was probably a little bit of a fanboy almost like episode because they brought something like the the ATST in. Yes. You know, and into the picture. Mm-hmm. AKA Chicken Walker, which I had that toy when I was a kid. Loved it. Yeah. This feels like something that I would have thought up in my backyard growing up. Like this, I would have played this if the Mandalorian was the character I would have pretended to be like taken down a chicken walker. I would have thought that was one of the coolest things. You know, it, it felt like something I would have thought of as a kid. Like this would be a cool part of a Star Wars movie. So it it was that part of it was really fun. And, of course, more Baby Yoda stuff always delights. The uh, The new meme, of course, sipping the uh, soup is like the new Kermit sipping tea. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's going to be a meme forever now. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. So, yeah, I thought the episode was good. We got to see him take his helmet off. We didn't see his face, obviously, but he we do know that he takes his helmet off to, like, eat. And I'm assuming that means he has to take his armor off to, you know, number two. Right. <laughs> to evacuate. <laughs> no. Not necessarily. <laughs> Maybe there's like a, a hinge on the back that he can just fold up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think he just rolls out the bottom. <laughs> right. <laughs> rolls out his legs. Gross. <laughs> I couldn't help but think whenever he's talking about, she asked him about taking off the helmet for anything. I actually thought for some reason my mind went to Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> Take it oh, off his hat. hat. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought he could just that. say, I only take it off for one thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, that is funny. I kind of just saw him saying that. <laughs> I didn't think about that until you said it. That's funny. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. But I think it's good. Again, I thought episode two was kind of a filler episode, but it was still cool to see, like, Jaw was in a different yeah. way so this is kind of like that to me it's just like all right let me go here and let's take down an atst that's kind of cool so i'm curious baby yoda's 50 years old and can't speak is that why yodas are that that, that whole species talks funny because after <laughs> whatever 50 something years they still don't have a vocabulary yeah. Well, see, I always assumed in Yoda's case that since he was almost 900 years old, that back when he was first born or during that era, over that 900 years, they probably actually yeah. spoke that way. When he started <laughs> so, speaking at 100 yeah. years old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> probably how they talked when he first started. Yeah. Yeah. So. When 900 years you reach look as good, you will not. Yeah. I wonder how long it's going to be before we get reintroduced to uh, Carl Weathers again, because you know he didn't. We showed that he didn't die, he didn't so die. like, how, when's he going to show up again? And obviously, the tracker still works. We found that out in this episode, and I feel like we're going to learn that. Well, I can't even think of what his name is, Carl Weathers' character, but I feel like he might be ex Empire. That's one of the theories too. I think surrounding him. You got any thoughts about him? I think we'll definitely learn more about him. I mean, I, he's an intriguing character. I don't know. He's a mysterious character. I was actually surprised that he was in this and he is still alive because, I mean, it's Carl Weathers. I mean, he's supposed to die at some point. <laughs> right. Based on his past uh, movie yeah. career. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean. I mean. Has he ever survived any film? 
I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> Nothing I can think of. Maybe that was kind of a joke in the this movie. Like, hey, he didn't die. Carl Weathers. <laughs> Maybe that was kind of a, like... He and Sean Bean. You Sean know, Bean. They never it. make it. <laughs> right. So getting away from Disney Plus, we're recording this a little ahead of time. What did you guys think of the Rise of the Resistance launch party that is happening while we release this? <laughs> it's happening right now. Well, I'm currently oh, there. Man. That's why we had to pre-record it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was, I was invited. Do we have mm. any predictions? I saw that Nathan put this on Twitter, but I'm curious what you guys think. How smoothly or not smoothly do you think it's going to go on Thursday? Uh, I think it's, I don't know, it's going to be a... Uh matter of opinion as to what smooth is do you know what i mean depends on your definition of the word is is <laughs> yeah um I, I mean because you could say i mean based on nathan's experience and being right in the middle of it i would say millennium falcon smugglers run was not exactly the most pleasant one at all but is it was it better than it could have potentially been uh, absolutely it seems like they handled it better than say universal did with um Hagrid's, but I mean, two different animals really, but uh, I would say Rise of Resistance, I would say if you're going to compare those attractions, I would say Smuggler's Run is actually below Hagrid's and Hagrid's is in between or less than Rise of Resistance as far as like what I've seen, you know what I mean? As far as type of attractions. So the question is, will it stay up all day? Because that's right. The reports is that they're having trouble keeping it up. They are, because it's so complex, they are concerned about it running for a long period of time. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why they're not doing the extra magic hours. In fact, it's one of our stories I was going to bring up since we we're talking about it, we might as well. It's going to be excluded from any max extra magic hour offerings at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. So and That's probably also why they're not opening the park earlier either, at least not scheduled to. Right. What about after hours events at Hollywood Studios? No indication. I don't even... Is it even scheduled at this point? I mean... It might be. I know they've scheduled several through, like, mid-next year, but I'm not sure. Yeah, the only ones I've seen in a while as far as paid events was Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I saw anything other than those two. So what do you think this final, like, drop or thrill experience is going to be? Because the sign outside, they, they put posted as a swift drop instead of i think they said small drop in the original description but now it's saying like swift drop i don't know what that means because they're they're going to crush the rebellion with one swift stroke that's (laughs) what it is is that what that means (laughs) with one swift drop right so who knows what that means but uh, i don't know i'm curious is it going to be something like dinosaur where you're just going down really quickly like it did 10 foot drop or something or is it going to be a little more yeah, than that? I don't know. Dinos- dinosaurs is really not a, it's it's an illusion as to whether you actually go down any hardly. <laughs> I mean you go down like a few feet but my that's what I'm trying to say is you, you get like that rush of air in your face where you feel like you're kind of going faster than you are and maybe probably going down further than you actually are too. But is it something like that? Because like Ratatouille has a thing at the end where you have a little air blown in your face and you feel like you're being shot out of a cork of a champagne bottle. And it's like, is it something like that? 
So is that, you say on Ratatouille, is that similar to the quirks in PhilharMagic, or is it a little more powerful than that? It's more powerful, I would say, yeah. It scared my okay. youngest son. Yeah. He was startled by it. You know, one of the things that back before I was able to prepare myself because I knew it was going to happen, the end of uh, Journey into Imagination with Figment, you know what I'm talking about, where they mm-hmm. say, when he says it's a blast, <laughs> that really takes you by surprise. Yeah. Right, uh, yeah. First, I mean, my son's got to where he, he, hide, like he doesn't want to do it because of that, or he will hide because he knows it's coming. That one blows you with air too, though, doesn't it? It does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with air, yes. It's uh, it's pretty powerful, though. Yeah, that one is pretty powerful. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> the big All blast. Right, anyway. Yeah. But when you know it's coming, you can just sort of like duck. It's kind of like whenever I do Tough to Be a Bug, when I know the things are going to sting, I just lean forward and they don't sting me because I don't, you know, I don't really care about the... Yeah. You know, another one, if you remember this from back in the day when they had Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, remember how they did the rat effect on your feet? That was an effect, though, that I couldn't tell if that was a blast of air or if that was something like whipping back and forth. Yeah, I felt like it was like a weed eater cord or something whacking my (laughs) legs. That's what it felt like. (laughs) Pretty much. So it was a good effect, but I didn't like it. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that was a show. I liked it. I mean, that's not one that I'm like, you know, I have to have it back or anything, but I still enjoyed that one. Right. Speaking of which, that's something I watched for the first time in a long time on Disney Plus was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. The original, I right? Back in <clears throat> yeah, the original one. I have all three of them on Disney Plus. So getting back to Rise of the Resistance, I can't wrap my mind around how the queue's going to work. I'm going to be interested to see how well this line is going to work on opening day. Yeah. What is the capacity of the ride itself? I mean, I don't know that they released that. I forgot. Really. Yeah, I don't know if they have those numbers out there. I've heard people it saying it's supposed to be big, but it I doesn't don't really know. look like it has a high capacity, though, unless they have a ton of vehicles. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like something like it's a trackless ride system. So like Ratatouille has multiple ride vehicles that you can load at one time, and they just sort of go independently. So I wonder, is the ride experience going to be slightly different depending on which car you get in as well? Like, they just sort of do their own little thing at one time. So they sort of scatter, but they end up seeing all the same things, but maybe in a slightly different order or something like that. I'm just curious how it's going to work. Because I feel like they will have multiple sets of ride vehicles that will load at the same time. And you see different scenes at different times, so... Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty high capacity because the other parts of the ride are going to be loading and unloading as well. As long as it operates smoothly, it should yeah. have a good throughput. We'll see. They didn't have any problems with Smuggler's Run, but I again, I feel like some of that is the fact that people are, they just kind of like, you know, if it has a long wait, they just don't get in line. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think we've gotten to that point with Smuggler's Run that people have done it. Uh, enough that they're like you know it's fun but it's not something that i just got to do over and over again right so are we going to see drones flying over as we hear they've been testing like x-wing drones and such that would be interesting might maybe for the media event or the uh, live stream we might see some x-wings drones flying over 
You know, because they could create an illusion that it's further away than it is or something by doing that. Yeah. Perhaps. With the scale of it, yeah. No, they already have the effect of that's constantly going happening throughout the land where it sounds like something's flying over right, every yeah. so often. They do, yeah. Depending on where you are, you, you hear yeah. different things happening. Yeah. Every, every so often. It would be cool to see. Yeah, if they could manage to pull that off and have it look like there was something really flying over. And it would be nice to finally see, like, droids roaming around like they promised early on. Yeah. You'd see droids and... Even other characters, like alien characters, you know, walking around. You'd think that would eventually come. This is a land that's probably, you know, it's it's technically still in development. They just had to get it open. You know what I mean? They had to right. Yeah, get things, the ball I, rolling. I guess this week is kind of like the grand opening of the land is what it would have been, if you think about it, this week. If they had waited for everything, yeah. Right. So we're kind of seeing what it really would have been like had everything open on the same day. Yeah. Except for if they had everything had opened on the same day, they would have had the line probably split a little more between Smuggler's Run and Rise of the right. Resistance. I think Smuggler's Run is going to suffer. Yeah, it's going to be a walk-on for right like the now. first five hours of the day. Then again, yeah. you got to think that there might be some people that is like, they'll they'll consider the option of, well, let's let's go do Smuggler's Run. Yeah. And then come back to this. Uh, like, I don't know if that's a really good strategy or not, truthfully. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So. It, it's going to be interesting to see as the Christmas crowds start showing up, too. How is Rope Drop going to be like this for every day? Is it going to be like the opening day that we heard from Nathan on that episode? Go listen to it a few episodes back if you haven't listened to it. But uh, him describing that, you know, is that what every day is going to be like during Christmas, New Year's because of how busy it's going to be, you know? Is it going to be that bad <laughs> where people are getting trampled and uh, long lines of people trying to get in? I feel like there's going to be pretty long lines, though. Oh, yeah. I'm down I wonder sure if they're going to be out under the bridge again, and if they, given the fact that, he, according to Nathan, they kind of got screwed, the people that were... Under the over there by the boardwalk, you know. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, if I was anybody, I wouldn't try to line up over there. I guess this time. Yeah, I wouldn't be caught dead there personally. I mean, I I want to ride the attraction, but there's I don't want to ride it bad enough to go through all that. Yeah, I'm gonna see if it's even feasible for me to do it while I'm there on the busiest week of the yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not sounding like it will be, but you never know. Yeah. You're going to be like, all right, guys, I'll catch up with you later. I'm going to go stand on this line for five hours. <laughs> yeah. And then the ride will break down. <laughs> so yeah. They'll give me a tier two fast pass free. Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> That's a good question. I, I was trying to look at something the other day about when they're going to actually offer fast pass plus on, say, Smuggler's Run. Does anybody know or from looking at it how long it was before, say, Flight of Passage had FastPass Plus? Like, when did it go live on FastPass Plus? Like, how long did it take? I was there like a week after, and I had a FastPass for Navi River, but I A week after it for... opened? Yeah. Huh. I had a FastPass for Navi. And I, I can't remember if I... Yeah, I, don't, I, get, I assume I was able to get one for... Could have gotten one for... Flight of Passage, I just don't remember. And I wonder how they're going to do that, say, for with Smuggler's Run. Like, they have a single rider line. Where are they going to put the Fast Pass Plus line? Well, there's a line. Yeah, there's a one already there. That's where they put the uh, the rider swap people, is through the Fast Pass. In the Pass Fast Pass Plus line? Yeah. 
the fast okay. plus line that they don't use except for rider swaps. So they're prepared for it already. So it's obvious that that's going to come at some point. Yeah. And I know they said there's a there's a designated area for it for Rise of the Resistance too. They're just I think they want it to be open for a while before they decide to do this. It'll be interesting to know what date they start it for. Is it going to be the spring break crowds where they open fast pass for it? Will they announce it more than 60 days in advance or will there be a mad dash? Yeah, that'll be interesting if they do. I think one day it's just going to like show up on FastPass Plus. They're not really going to announce <laughs> right. it. Yeah. What if it's only same day? Ooh, conspiracy theory. Right. What if they go to the old paper fast pass and you yeah. have to go buy two drinks at Oga's Cantina in order to access the panel, or you have to build a lightsaber or a droid in order to get access to the fast pass system for... See, what you have to do in Rise of the Resistance, in order to get a fast pass, you have to conf- successfully confront a Sith in order to get a fast pass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or spend a lot of money. I figure that's probably what they'd go with. Well, you know. All right. <laughs> and then they'll let you get a paper fast pass as long as you, as soon as your credit card clears from one of the three experiences, you get a fast pass return time. Well, so you might not get to ride Rise of the Resistance. Are you going to go to the Festival of the Holidays? Yes. I am going to do that. Ooh. That's something I don't think I'll have too much trouble with. So, Where is Festival of the Holidays? Uh, Epcot. Where, where else would it be? <laughs> In Festival Land? Yeah. It's a festival, is it not? <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> I know. So, I don't know. I haven't looked it up. Is there like certain bands or anything? This, I mean, I'm, there usually is. It's like the same platform well, for every festival. It's but the Candlelight Processional, really. Is. I bet they have a band. Mm-hmm. They don't have any scheduled, like, they don't have any Not scheduled the entertainment. theater. It's all the Candlelight Processional events. From someone from the 80s and 70s? No, no, no. You mean Sugar Ray's not going to be there? Unless he's reading the story of Baby Jesus. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think he's slated to be a, a narrator. But I do plan to do the cookie crawl. Hmm. Six different cookies throughout. And then you can get a bonus cookie at the end for completing mm-hmm. it. I always like bonus cookies. Well, yeah. that could be interesting. I don't haven't looked to see how the crowds are doing with Diet Epcot no longer being a thing. We're now... Yeah. Diet Epcot. Diet Epcot is the term for Epcot without festivals. Right. Ah. For the, what, maybe 20 days yeah, out of the year. That's what it's become. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. There's 20 days out of the year that you get Diet Epcot or something like that. Something. Yeah, it's not much. The summer is basically it. It's those periods where you go through like a cleansing fast or something like that. Yes. <laughs> In between the feasts. Yeah. I was just sitting here thinking when you were talking about the candlelight processional you know somebody I think would be pretty good to hear read is the I can't think of his name, but the guy who does the Allstate commercials. Um, Dennis Haysbert. Yeah, him. Yeah, he'd be. He'd good. be a good one. He may have done it before, to be honest. He, it's possible. I'm just thinking his voice would be a good one to do it. Yeah, his voice would be good. A lot of the stuff seems to be like desserts at Festival of the Holidays. Yeah, but there it are does. some good other things. But yeah, it's not quite. Well, I mean, not quite the festival if you're just wanting to get savory food. Yeah, there's a few, like the pork schnitzel and cheese fondue bread bowl and potato dumplings, but a lot of the other things are dessert-like. You know, lots of cookies, as I mentioned, there's a cookie trail. 
and there's lots of desserts like ooh, this holiday apple pie sundae looks really good. Oh. Oh man. There's a Stop pumpkin it. spice funnel cake. That sounds really good. Dude. Peppermint Seriously? Sundays. I'm gonna say I think this is could be called the Buddy the Elf diet, right? Yeah. Sugars, candy canes, candy corns, syrup. <laughs> yeah. Is there sugar in syrup? <laughs> then yes. <laughs> All right, yeah, so I look forward to trying some of this. I don't think I could eat all of it in one, one day, or else I would probably Sounds go like into a challenge. <laughs> You're always trying to do food challenges with me. Speaking of challenges, there's one coming up. Oh, like nice The segue. day that this episode is released, there yeah. will be one going on. So we will not be there. None of us are going to make it on Wednesday to give kids the rides. I did see, though, I know last time there was Give Kids the Rides, uh, we were out and about trying to report on it. Uh, if you want to keep up with it, Vicky Mouse is going to take on that role I saw this time. Oh, so, cool. All right, so follow her. Follow Vicky Mouse so, if you want live updates. I thought I thought the last time, though, wasn't that um, in September, or was that not a Give Kids the Ride event? No, the Give Kids the Rides event was in July. September was a Parknado day for parkeology, so... Or turned into. Yeah. The Give Kids the Rides day is set up to raise the money for Give Kids the World, and I think last I checked, there's about 15 or 16 teams signed up for December 4th. Really? It's not okay. a great day hour-wise for a completion. So I would be kind of surprised if we see one. Uh, we do have Kent running and Jeff, which is Toddler Terror. So we have some people who have multiple completions under their belt taking the starting line. Epic Disney. Yeah. It, Actually, just Chris, one half of Epic Disney, I guess, because Christina is running with her husband this time. Right. So what's interesting is is... Will there be a completion on a 15-hour day, the day before Rise of the Resistance? I don't know. It's it. It'll be interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I just happened to take a quick look over at the Parkeology Challenge. I see there's three teams that are running under that banner so far. I mean, that have made it to the website anyway. There may be more, um, which is, as I mentioned, Epic, Epic Disney, Pixie Life 01, and UCF Kent. Yeah, Pixie Life 01 is registered on every ride. So it looks like we have a team of three signed up for December 4th. Kendall, uh, Stacy, and Jimmy Sweeney running together. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. If someone does complete, we will see Stacy's fastest to 48 record go down because there will be 49 rats with Primeval World still running. Yeah. Scott, is he going to be running? I'm just thinking some of the more. He is. He is scheduled usuals. to run. Now, on opening day of Rise of the Resistance, which is the day after Give Kids the Rides, there are two teams scheduled to run. There is a trio, Dudes of Disney, which is John Welch, Toddler of Terror, which is, of course, Jeff, and Jimmy Sweeney will be running together. And there will also be a solo team, Kenny the Pirate, will be running on Rise of the Resistance opening day. I'm looking at the Give Kids the World site, and they up their goal to 100,000. For the year and they're at eighty seven thousand six sixty seven raised which by the way kenny the pirate has done a great job uh he has raised his page has raised twenty seven thousand wow. so good job kenny getting the word out that's more than double the second person which is pamela landworth the president and ceo of uh 
give kids the world. Right. So, um, I just was sitting here thinking, Jason, have, are you pretty much at a spot now that you have a completion? Are you going to kind of wait until there's a different like challenge or a special day before you decide to do this again? Or is it just going to depend on scheduling or it's all about scheduling. If, if I didn't have to work on Wednesday, I would have run. Okay. But I mean, since this one is out, what's, what would be, is there another target date potentially? If there is a good day that works for Adam that has good hours and we think we can complete, I'm, I'm down. We need to get Adam his completion. Gotcha. Okay. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get back in the saddle and let's get a completion done with even more rides. And maybe, maybe we won't encounter the breakdowns this time. So with, let's see, with Rise of the Resistance, isn't the count going to be 49? It will be until they close Primeval World again. Right. And right now, I guess, last I checked, I mean, I haven't really been keeping up with it close. Primeval World has been more consistent than they thought it would be as far as it being open thus far. Are they going to, what, I mean, I, I haven't seen, is there having like a, like the week of Christmas, I'm pretty sure it would be. Is it still just been continuously running since Thanksgiving week? Yeah. Thus far? Yeah. So it's been considered up the whole time? Mm-hmm. Sure has been. So, anyways, there's lots of cool side challenges. We talked about those, I think, back in July, a lot of the same ones. I think the one, only one that pops out to me that I would like to put point out is uh, Kindle is offering a dollar per team, up to $3 for riding in the same seat as a teammate or stranger on Astro Orbiter, Dumbo, Triceratops Spin, Barnstormer, or Magic Carpets. Dollar bonus if you're staring at the other person awkwardly. So Adam, you and I could have gotten this because we rode Astro Orbiter together, Dumbo. We rode all these together. Yeah, we just didn't happen to do it on a challenge uh, one of these days. Yeah, Where we could Sorry. get some money raised. Right. So you weren't looking into each other's eyes? Well, that wasn't captured in the video. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we could have, given we were jammed into that tiny uh, space shuttle. And there <laughs> is, there are a few people that took Toddler Terror and Dudes of Disney up on their challenge. They are taking bets that they are going to beat anybody, whoever bets them, that they will beat their ride count by two rides or more. More than two rides. It hmm. says more than two rides. So that means it's got to be three rides or more. So... They have to beat. Oh, wait a minute! Somebody has to beat them by three rounds. No, no. They are so, saying that if you if you say take the challenge, they will beat you by more than two rides. Oh, okay, got you. Or if they're or if you both complete, they will beat your time. They will complete faster than you. Gotcha. They're saying they're gonna do whatever whatever it is. They're gonna do it better. Yep. I was about to say if they both complete, are they gonna put out put in bonus rides if possible? <laughs> So help them get that extra $13,000 or so that they need to get their 100k for the year. That's a lot of money for Give Kids the World's great. In end of the year get that tax deduction, right? Yeah. There you go. Incentive there, get that before the end of the year for next year's taxes. So cool. I will definitely I'm going to be on a day trip out of town that day, but I'm going to be following along on Twitter as I travel to and fro. And hopefully when I land back in Atlanta, we'll have some excitement with uh, some people coming down to the wire. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. Uh, it's always fun towards the end of the night just to see who's going to come out at least with the highest ride count and that kind of thing. And there's usually somebody who's got a shot. 
Yeah, there's definitely a number of people that know what they're doing. You know, have yeah. a pretty good history. Yeah, it, I mean, there's yeah. people that know what they're doing. The crowds could get in the way. I would rather it be a day where the crowds get in the way, and that's why they don't finish, rather than one of those days where some early ride right. closure yeah. just basically wipes out all the drama early, which has happened in the past, where, you know, by 11, we know nobody's going to get it. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully somebody's there within the last hour with a chance. It'd be It's always fun. Because at 15 hours, if you ran into what I ran into, it's hopeless. The only reason I completed is I had so much time. Yeah. Uh, if stuff hadn't broken down, I would have finished way under 15 hours. But Oh, yeah. 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 It's, it's, you, you need that extra. You need, if you have the extra time, you can handle Disney just not allowing things to work. But if the riverboat's down, yeah. well, that's it. That's all she wrote. Yeah. Dunzo. Yeah, but it's so much more fun following along when you do it the way you did it. Yeah. <laughs> I like to bring the drama, you know. I was like, Very entertaining. Let's see, you've run how many times now? Four times. And at least at least two of them were dramatic. Yes. So. I think our first time wasn't dramatic, but it was uh, interesting because, you know, we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. I would like to, yeah. I need to go back and listen to that episode that we did before our first run where I talked about our plan because I bet it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it probably is, yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. We should revisit. Maybe we'll uh, do a best of the year and play some clips from some of the episodes this year and listen back at listen back to it. That would be a fun episode. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 thing is is if you're someone out there who listens to this podcast and you're intrigued by the Parkeology Challenge and but you've never run it, there's a whole lot about it that you just can't understand until you just try it. You just got to get out there. Because yeah. a lot of what happens doesn't make sense to a day guest. Yeah. Everybody's think, always worried about like, when you, how'd you get on flight of passage? I'm like, that actually wasn't my worry. I knew I was going to get on flight of passage. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think the biggest revelation that we had that first run was how fast you actually have to walk all day and you can't let up. Yeah. It was like, oh, I thought, you know, we'll just kind of walk and casually like you know here and there no you gotta have the screws down all day i actually feel like there are some tips that came out of you know knowing about the challenges that you can utilize on any day and make your day more enjoyable truthfully i mean i know there's been a couple of things that i've you know looked at or seen just examining them where you can make your your regular trip more enjoyable by yeah. taking some of those tips. I mean, I had that trip where, you know how they had that deal where if you were a pass holder, you could get someone in for the cheap, but you had to do it at the gate the day of. So my mother-in-law was with us. And so I did that. And since she didn't have a ticket until we walked, basically walked into the park, we had no fast passes. So I got all the fast passes day of. We rode everything. Like we went to Animal Kingdom one day on that. And we rode Flight of Passage, we rode Navi, we rode Kali, we rode Everest, we rode Safaris. We rode every, everything we wanted to ride. We rode it. Same day. I wouldn't have known how to do that if I hadn't done the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. We'll see if this any of these rules apply on the busiest week of the year. Because as we're finding out, things 
on holidays don't necessarily line up the same as they do other days of the year. So, well, it depends on the holiday. I mean, I ran on July fourth. Yeah. The drops were still there. Well, let's hope it applies. Well, to I, I'm gonna say cold. in July fourth. July fourth. One of the differences is it's more. It's heavy towards one park more so. Mm-hmm. One well, of the I would say Christmas is uh, really heavy towards Magic Kingdom versus. The other three parks, Christmas Day. Yeah, there's, there's more overall guests there in that week in than there is yeah. on the one day in July. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? yeah. Well, I saw, you know, Magic Kingdom's opening at 6 a.m. Christmas Day, and it's going to be open until midnight, I think, or 11 that night. So it's going to be packed all day there. The other yeah. parks kind of have normal hours for the most part, so they're maybe just they hopefully won't be as crowded. Maybe they'll still have drops. I don't know. We'll see. I think I think the least crowded will be Epcot. Yes, I think I in general guess. for the next two years, the least crowded will be <laughs> Epcot. So this is interesting. I'm looking right now, December twenty fourth through the twenty sixth. There are rooms galore available. For just those three really? nights, I guess, two nights. There are rooms available, yeah. Of course, no discounts. Oh, no. There are, there are discounts. Well, yeah, if, you're, if your check-in day is the 24th, you do get a discount. I forgot about that. Yeah, you can get a discount. So what rooms are you seeing? I mean, what, what resorts? I'm seeing All Stars. I'm seeing Yacht Club. I'm seeing Art of Animation at 253 for Art of Animation. I am. I mean, I'm seeing basically everything. Two fifty three for. I'm assuming that would be a suite. Uh, I got Coronado Springs at two seventy eight here. Caribbean Beach at three hundred nine. I mean, I'm, Port Orleans French Quarter is available. Wow, that's rare. Three hundred and two dollars. Pop Century at two thirty three. Let me see if there's pass holder discounts. These are that's the holiday room say, offer. Three hundred and two is not a discount for. Well, not for the value anyway, not by for, any means. For Christmas time, it is. For Christmas time, everything, the rack rates are higher in that time of the year. Yeah, but I'm talking about like for French Quarter. I was like, yeah. Let's That's see. High, maybe they're having. But it's higher without it. It's not, believe me. I've seen maybe it. They're, maybe they're having a slower Christmas season than in some of the most recent years. I but would say this has got to be the slowest Christmas versus the next, like, 20 Christmases coming up. There's too much being constructed still, and I think people are scared away by Star Wars. Uh, a lot of people think it's going to be too much, and they're staying away. They're giving it more time. I don't know. I think it's a little more than that. Yeah. I can get French Quarter down to 286 on a pass holder discount. I think with the way the prices are going nowadays, a lot of people that are picking their shots when they go all right well i guess the only thing i'll add is a heartwarming story terminally ill star wars fan was granted wish to see star wars the rise of skywalker early will he spill the beans (laughs) Uh, he was probably paid not to even though i guess you would have nothing really to lose at this point yeah so it was good i i think you should be more worried that John Boyega, is that how you say his name? John Boyega, yeah. I was going to mention that story, yeah. 
it might spill the beans since he's the one that lost the script. Yes. I'm going to say, apparently he can't hold on to a script. Yeah. I heard him tell the story, I think it was on The Tonight Show, about, I think he was moving. This was actually not that long ago. It was after they had shot the movie, according to what he said. And he was moving, and he had it under his mattress, and he forgot about it. And someone who was moving his stuff saw it and sold it on eBay. And he said Disney had to buy it back. So I don't know how that worked out, but they ended up purchasing it back i i think he was like saying it, it went for like 30 bucks or something someone didn't really think it was real i guess yeah well that's what i'm gonna say i think i think a disney employee actually noticed it yeah pretty early that and they had enough not someone who apparently had enough knowledge of what the script looked like yeah <laughs> just happened to see it on ebay right. it was like Wait and says i better buy that yeah <laughs> so something like that happened it's kind of fuzzy exact details on that but kind of Interesting that it was actually him that did that, so. Yeah. And the other tidbit I think I mentioned before the show was the the TV spot about that has Duel of the Fates in there uh, makes me kind of excited, and I heard somewhere that John Williams was putting some pieces of every eight previous Star Wars films in this film, so that would be cool to hear music from all the movies that you know is really good obviously so would be cool to hear well as long as they have march of the first order in there i mean that'll be right yeah that's all we want to hear is that over and over again for a while every 20 (laughs) seconds yeah they're just gonna every 30 minutes during the movie they're just gonna have the march of the first order happen let's see frozen 2 is up to 739 million dollars after week two worldwide so approaching that billion dollar mark quickly. Jason saw it, pretty, thought it was pretty meh. good movie. Oh, I said pretty good. <laughs> I just because I didn't say it was the best movie ever doesn't mean it's bad. But you you rate. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, Adam. Not everybody is like you, and they as soon as they see something, they think it's fantastic. They like get into pandemonium. All right. Uh, when it's first out, I wasn't pandemonium. I still think it's better than the first movie. So. See that just shows me right there that you're you're drinking the Kool Aid or something, saying that it's better than the first. There's no way that could be true. I think it's true. That's me, apparently. Just like you were drinking the Last Jedi Kool Aid. Uh, we'll see after I get to it on our rewatch, which I think John is now ahead somehow on our rewatch. You have finished <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. I don't know how I managed that though. Yeah, over the holidays, you obviously had a lot of time on your hands. Well, I have some late nights usually. I usually have it. Well, I've actually been able to watch it some with uh, the girls a little bit. Not that they pay much attention. <laughs> Obviously, Livy doesn't, but me and Maddie might a little bit. Yeah. So I'm finished with New Hope as of the recording of this episode. But, John, I think you finished Empire Strikes Back, correct? All the way through there. So Yes. That means we've watched all yes. the prequels and Rogue One and the first two of the originals. Or you, you've watched the first two of the originals. I'm haven't watched rewatched empire strikes back yet so you know i think we should take an episode in the near future like when does when is it that um rise of skullker comes the 20, out again? the uh, 19th really the 19th i think we should take an episode in the in the next couple of weeks and just like take like uh some like just just uh take things from each star wars movie or something like that we could say like what our what in our opinions was the best lightsaber fight or what was the best line yeah or what's the best moment 
you know, stuff like that and see and compare yeah. them. I think we should do that. And if we're able to rewatch all of them, maybe, or even if not, we just rank them what we think are the best previous eight or nine, since we're including Rogue One, where do they fall in our ranking? Right. So, you know, with our usual release date being a Wednesday, that would mean next week would be the 11th. The next week would be the 18th. Maybe the 18th will be a Star Wars special. That would be a good timing for that. So we've got a couple of weeks. We're planning it now. <laughs> yeah. Got a couple of weeks to Star Wars to special. study. So I'm going to go ahead and like kind of lay it out. We're going to do stuff like best lightsaber fight. Okay. We're going to rank those. We're going to say best line or maybe we should go worst line oh. in each movie as well, well. Oh, in each movie. Okay. Let's say or th- overall, yeah, I already know. We already know movie. what the worst line is. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Don't have to say it. Everyone knows what it is. I mean, do you think you could narrow it down to the worst line in each movie? Or even the best? What you consider the best? Probably. Um, or like best, best moment, right. things like that, or worst moment, even those, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Well, since 3PO is in every movie, would be you can do best 3PO moment. <laughs> Although I guess some movies he's only in it for a moment, right? But anyway, I don't know. I mean, just stuff like that. I feel like we could take that and just really break it down. Okay. I don't think my ranking of the movies is going to change a whole lot, though. I think mine will. What about you, Jason? I don't think my ranking is going to change much, but I think we can break down each of those subcategories. You know, I always like the would you rather's and what's the best and what's the worst. <laughs> would you rather be chopped in half? By Obi Wan or be dismembered by Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say, we kind of went into that one last. (laughs) We kind of went into the dismemberment last week. Maybe we could make that a category. Well, in true Star Wars fashion, we have to have dismemberment in every episode that we talk about Star Wars. (laughs) Yes, like just the way it is. There was like what what we'll have as a category is like what is your overall favorite dismemberment moment (laughs) from the Star Wars series? (laughs) Yeah. Hmm, out of all of them? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think Obi-Wan dismembering Anakin was pretty cool. I can say, you need to yeah, you need to save it for the actual show. Yeah, that's just a preview. <laughs> I might change my mind by, by then. You might change your mind between <laughs> now and then. Okay, gotcha. All right. All right. So, if you want to discuss any of these topics or anything, you can find us, as always, on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That is all at TWTM Podcast. We have a Spreadshirt store in which you can get your exclusive TWTM merchandise. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM podcast. And you can visit our website, which is travelingwiththemouse.com. We also have an email address, which is podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com. And we have a Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash TWTM podcast. So for Adam, Jason, my name is John. This has been Traveling with a Mouse, and we hope you will join us on our next trip. I hate sand. It gets everywhere. It gets everywhere. Of course. <laughs>